Good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are across the country and around the globe. Welcome to Beacon News, where we turn dark to light. We are the beacon that guides you through the storm. I am your host, Kelly Robertson. Today, we're discussing affirmations. What are they really? How are you actually using them on a daily basis and maybe don't even realize it? And let's talk about the science behind them too. So let's begin with what are they? Let's, let's put them in a category. Mantras, prayers, even rooting for your team to be the winner. Thoughts that you tell yourself about accomplishing goals or not accomplishing goals are all different forms of affirmation or energy rather. Even in the Bible, when God said he spoke the word and created, he was telling you that's a way to manifest. Words are vibrations. Vibrations are energy. Energy is what creates. It's the beautiful definition, in my opinion, of the true uh, formula of E equals MC squared. We are creators. We create with our thought and our emotion behind it. So if you're, ch if you're chanting and rooting for your team, go, 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 win, 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 you know, you're assisting that um, team spirit. Your, your willpower is being joined with the collective to help your team to win to manifest that outcome that you desire. The same thing happens with our thoughts that we tell ourselves about whether or not we can achieve something, whether or not we're gonna do something, you know, whether or not someone else is gonna do something. We actually matter, right? Matter, we create it into existence. So if we understand that words are vibrations and words are power, then we can maybe be more mindful and more willful in what we say, what we write, and what we feel. So some of my very favorite um, daily uses of an affirmation that I tell myself and the universe, the collective, is a, that abundance in its highest form is my divine right. And I am healthy, wealthy, and light. And it's not just about saying the words. It's about feeling them. It's about knowing it as your truth. You see, zero doubt. It's how we create and manifest anything. It's how you would heal your own body. It's how you would heal someone else's body. We will, we willed it into existence with our will power. Power being the key word here that you need to understand. These terms that our um, elderly 
used and passed on to us, that our ancestors used and passed on to them, and so on and so forth back in history. These terms, these sayings, all mean something. They were telling you something. They were teaching you something really beautiful and magical and powerful about the self. That much like the telephone game, gets lost through translation, passed down over time. We still use the same terms, willpower. But we don't really know the meaning, the definition behind it anymore. So I want you to think about that. I want you to really try to be more thoughtful instead of thoughtless in the sense that when you speak to yourself and you say, I am going to do this, I can accomplish this, they will do this for me, or we will do this together, or whatever, whatever it is in life, I want you to be more mindful of your thoughts, your opinions on outcomes in your life, because we really do control and manifest a whole lot of what happens in our daily life. We simply don't realize that we're the catalyst, that we are the creator of it, that we brought that into existence. So the next time you think negatively of someone and what you think their outcome is going to be in what they're doing, try to keep in mind that your negative opinion, your negative thought actually just added to the odds of probability that that will be the outcome. So then later when that is the outcome and you say to yourself, well, see, I was right. Well, yes, you were right. Because you thought it. You were right because you thought it. You were right because in thinking it, in feeling it as you thought it, you put it out there. You just flew that energy right out into the universal data stream and told it to create something. And yes, we all have free will. And yes, we can all have a hand, we actually do all have a hand in altering the manifestations. So if we're all on board, if we're all on the same page, if we're all in agreement, if we all collectively wish for or pray for or chant or cheer, then we all are on the same wavelength of creation, you see? So if you say to yourself, oh, so-and-so's, I have to be careful what I say because I've been censored quite a bit lately. So let's just say, 
you have a negative thought that Mr. B and Mr. T are not going to swap places as we, many of us, feel they should, then you've just added to the odds of probability for that outcome. Um, much like the Great Awakening itself, people who think about the Great Awakening and, and what that really means. And there's so many of us that really hope for this age of Aquarius type life to be ushered in where we do go back to a bartering system and we do go back to being more free in our choices and our speech and everything else in life that we do. Um, if we think positively toward that, if we can see and feel an emotion of what that would be like if it were tangible, if, if it were already here, then we are collectively creating that world, that reality, you see. Um, and that's the catch-22 with being caught in the matrix of life, right? Uh, there's so many things that can bombard us within the, the system we call society um, that makes us feel like and think of society in a cruel and mean way so if we look at society as a whole as something that needs changed and i certainly do view it that way then how do we really change anything people would say oh there's so much work to be done and it would feel overwhelming and daunting but really if you simply understand the simple yet complex system of the thought, emotion, manifestation, alchemical process, then you could see that to view things more positively, you know, flip your perspective is to have a better outcome. And no, I'm not saying being a Pollyanna and pretending that everything is perfect and it's all fluffy puppies and rainbow unicorn stuff, right? I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about really gearing your mind, your willpower toward the determination of really seeing this outcome rather than this one that's right in front of you. See the one you want as if it's right in front of you. See that one. Don't just see the good in people. See the good that we can create as people, as souls. And it will be so. The more of us that focus on that, rather than focusing all of the negative intel and the, you know, we're literally just like, sitting in neutral in our creative abilities if we are listening to everyone else telling us what's really going on and no i'm not saying don't be informed i'm not saying don't listen and check in i'm saying don't be stuck in neutral over it. if you hear something that doesn't sound like 
what we needed to have created, then you flip it by, by looking at how it could be if we change it. And the more that we collectively converse, the more that we collectively brainstorm the ideas of what we see as a better outcome, the more we can collectively focus that energy of thought and emotion into the manifestation of this reality and this matrix that we find ourselves in. We can actually recreate this matrix. We don't have to go destroy it with a sledgehammer. We don't have to put blood, sweat, and tears into rebuilding it. Everything we've already built came from thought first. Thought and emotion, the willpower, right? That's what willpower is. It's the thought coupled with the emotion. We tend to miss that point. We're not taught who we really are. We're not shown the way anymore. The phrases are still there. The old sayings are still there. For those who have the ears to hear and the eyes to see. Because each one of us has that spark of creator within us that gives us the beautiful ability to manifest and create as we wish and will. And when you are being in a fear-based space, if you are in a worried state of mind, your state of mind is your room of creativity. When you are in your state of mind is when you are fully a creator, you see? So if you're sitting in that fear or that worry or that despair or that sorrow or poor me's or whatever, then you're actually manifesting more of that type of reality. So I want you to flip your perspective. I want you to put your willpower in full gear for what you really want in life. Focus on that. Focus on what you want rather than worry about what you lack. Okay? Um, we are energy, as I was saying before. Our words, our thoughts, our emotions, our energy. Another thing that we're not taught in school is that there is something out there faster than the speed of light. Well, I have a new physics update. Thought is faster than the speed of light. And it's been proven in scientific laboratories and research all across the world. And for a very long time, actually, the odds of probability change the outcome. Why? Because the viewer is observing. The viewer creates. That's how they figured it out with learning relativity and odds of probability. Then they took it a bit further and they tested mama rabbits and baby rabbits 
in two separate rooms, two separate boxes with dividers and they're soundproof. There's no way that they can hear or see each other. And when the baby rabbit was scared and it started to run around its little corner of the box and was crying for its mom, the mom rabbit sensed it. She became agitated. She needed to figure out a way to find her baby because of that energy of that thought and emotion. We are all connected. We always have been. We always will be. You don't have to do some magic trick or some special spiritual practice to elevate yourself to this ability. You don't have to open your third eye further to be able to tap into that antenna that is a transmitter and a receiver of energy. You already are every bit of that antenna, 100% whole. You just don't realize that it's turned on. Once you change your perspective on that, once you change your state of mind on that, everything becomes more clear. And so many veils will be unlifted. Or lifted. I said, I knew I said that wrong. I had to think about it. Many veils will be lifted. Many curtains will be pulled back like the Wizard of Oz. And you will suddenly start to realize by trial and error and testing it for yourself through the scientific method, because that's what we all do to prove it to ourselves. And that's good. Prove it to yourself and really start to pay attention to it. And you will see, you will come to realize that you are manifesting these outcomes. You are. Now, people can tell you, you can sit around all day long and say mantras and affirmations and you're going to get rich quick and yada, yada. That's not what I'm talking about here. I'm talking about sitting in your seat of power, will power, and really thinking about where you want to focus your thought, manifestation, energy. What is it in your life that you would like to see changed? Do you need a better car that's more dependable? Do you need the car you have to just cooperate with you and run better? Those are the things you focus on and they will manifest if you have zero doubt because that's the key. I learned this the hard way. I had learned this lesson many times in my life on this journey so that I could teach it to you. But I continued to not quite get the point until that faded day that my mother and my daughter had a car accident. My mother was fine. My daughter, on the other hand, everything on the right side of her body was broken. 
internal organ damage, bleeding internally. Her femur was broken half. The seatbelt had broke. She was thrown into the back of the vehicle. She had a severe head injury. She had fluid on her brain. Her heart stopped beating after a massive seizure. They rushed her to the closest hospital, but they could not put her on a helicopter and transport her to the children's hospital where she needed to be unless they could get her stable. They jumped her with the paddles and brought her back three times. She seized every time and her heart stopped again. After the third try, the doctors and the nurses that were in the room with her were ready to call the time of death. They came to the waiting room where I was at and told me to come and say my goodbyes. I dropped to my knees and I screamed at God louder than I've ever spoke to anyone. And I said, please tell me what to do. Don't take my baby. You see, I asked for guidance in what to do. I didn't give up my will. I didn't surrender and accept that she would just be dead. Very loudly, God said to me, you already know what to do, but you have to have zero doubt. And I knew what that meant because I had been practicing healing. I had been learning the physics behind it, the science behind it, so that I could really understand it. And so, yes, I did know exactly what to do. And I went to that room and I put my hands on that child and I put my life force energy into her without depleting my own. Without even considering that it would deplete me. I knew I would have ample energy to give to her to bring her back without sacrifice to myself. Because that's another key thing. A lot of healers think they need to take on other people's illnesses and pain in order to heal them, and that is not the case. We have unlimited reserves all around us all the time. All we have to do is grab them and direct them in a focused, thoughtful, emotional manner. And that's exactly what I did for her. And her heart began to beat again, slowly and then stronger, and then it leveled up 
to a nice even beat. Her blood pressure raised to a normal level. She had become stable. The doctor and the nurses in that room looked at me and said, what did you do? And I said, I did what God told me to do. I had zero doubt she was coming back. They didn't understand. They had to get back to tending to her and get her on that helicopter and get her to the Cosairs Hospital. So that's what they did. I met them there. She had 11 specialists. For all of her different injuries, she needed 11 separate doctors, specialists in their field. Of course, they had to start with the most serious injuries first, internal bleeding, brain injury, organ damage, broken, severely broken bones that were causing the bleeding. They had to deal with all of those things simultaneously as soon as they possibly could. So she did several surgeries in the first three days of her life, her new life, her regained life. And every single day they would tell me that at best she would only survive another 24 hours. They had no hope for her. They had already accepted what her fate should be. Thank God I had already learned all that I had learned up until that point so that my will was so strong that it overrode theirs. Otherwise, the odds of probability would have been against me and her. But my will was strong enough for a thousand people or more. My will was so strong. My faith in what I knew that God had taught me and gave me and you was so big, so strong, so powerful that nothing could stop what was happening. At the end of three days, she had not only survived, she was removed from ICU and put into a regular room. Nine days later, she was moved to rehab. And nine days after rehab, she was on her way home. Because every single obstacle that 11 specialists tried to tell me was going to be her fated outcome, I changed the odds of probability with knowing my power, standing in my power of will and thought and emotion and faith that it would happen. Zero doubt. That's what it takes. Zero doubt. My mother was the first one who taught me what pure faith means to walk in blind faith. 
When I was a young teenager, we were very poor. She was a single mom trying to raise two kids. We had just moved to a new state. She had had a car accident that injured her back and was not able to work. But every Sunday, she still wanted to go to church. So we would load up the vehicle and go to church, even though we knew we had very little gas to get there and back home. And our church was 32 miles from our house. So that's a 64 mile round trip to go to church. And I am here to tell you that every single Sunday, we literally drove on gas fumes and prayed. My mother would have us to help her pray that God see us get all the way to church safely and have faith that because we had faith in him, that it would be so. And then back home again from church safely. We never once ran out of gas. And we never once had more than an eighth of a tank at a time. My mother could only afford a couple of dollars gas to go to church. And we always got there and back on fumes and prayers and faith. You see, prayer is a form of willpower if you're praying correctly. If you're praying to God, and I have nothing against that whatsoever. So many people think that because of what I believe and I can do, I don't have faith in a higher power, a great creator, which is very insulting, actually. Quite insulting to my integrity, my character, and my faith. Our creator is amazingly intelligent. Amazingly loving. And amazingly forgiving. And those are lessons that we need to learn. We need to learn how to forgive others. We need to learn how to forgive ourselves. And be more compassionate. Be more loving. Don't let society jade you and your thought and your action and your manifestations. We can't anymore. We need to bring it back home. We need to remember who we are. And we need to stand in our power so that we can truly create the world we want. And we're not gonna do that by waiting on someone else to come save the day. Other people may have parts to play in this, and they're doing their part. Do yours. You can do it from your couch. You can do it from your desk chair. You can do it from your car, wherever you're at. You do it all the time. You just don't realize it. 
If you want to end the chaos and bring forth all the truths, see that. Walk in the faith of knowing that is what's going to happen. Feel the emotions of it. Be thankful and grateful for it as if it's already right there in front of you. And retrain your mind to believe it, to see it, rather than seeing it, to believe it. Flip your perspective. Shift your focus. Write your thought. Be mindful of what you think and how you feel and the faith you put into things and people. It matters. <clears throat> it always has. It always will. Because that's what God said it would be. The spoken word is creation. Because the spoken word has energy of the emotion and the faith behind it. Recently, I was censored on YouTube and deplatformed pretty much. Uh, and a lot of people would have kind of freaked out over that especially when they're in a new business and just trying to get everything going. I'm not freaking out. I'm finding the blessings in it. I'm flipping my perspective. I choose to not be controlled. I choose to not put worry into that area of it. I simply changed my focus to move to bigger, broader, better platforms and ability to reach the masses and wake you up. Truly wake you up. Truly teach you who you are. Because that's exactly why they're trying to censor me. They don't want you to know. And they are realizing that I actually do understand the mathematical scientific formula for the alchemical process. If you've been looking for the philosopher's stone that turns lead to gold, look no further because this is secret. This is the way. This is how you create and manifest in ways that feel good to you and comfortable to you and bring you your highest good and your highest joy and your highest ability of abundance in all forms of goodness.
and know they don't want you to know because you can be slaves no more if you understand that. Do you hear and see the way I smile when I say it? You can be slaves no more. Freedom is yours to have. And it is a choice. And right now, I don't want you to focus on what choices did you make to give up your freedoms. I want you to focus on what choices can you make to liberate yourself once again. Eventually, you'll be able to look back and see where we have all erred. We're all guilty of it. We were all duped. We were all brainwashed. We were all kept in the dark to these secrets. So it's a waste of energy and time to look at them and feel any kind of negative emotion toward it. For now, let it rest in a file cabinet in the back of your mind. And later, after you've grown and you've developed further, then you can go back and pick it up and look at it again. Because you'll have new eyes, clearer vision, 2020. So in closing, I want to say that on this journey, we are all here to awaken to our inner truth. We walk the same path, yet no two stories are ever the same. We are connected as one through our collective consciousness. Although every single sacred soul is individually unique, I deeply honor your soul energy. This path is challenging, but you have been put here at this very moment in time because of your courage, your strength, your intellect. And it's all for the greater good of humanity and our precious Mother Earth. Ascension means changing us to change the future timeline. One where our children and our children's children will know a world of harmony and balance and how to continue creating that. We pave the way for all here on earth, for all of its creation. It truly is very special. Without all of our intentions set together for love, respect, peace, compassion, harmony and balance. Good will prevail. Have faith in that. And thank you for being a part of the greatest stories of truth and unity that will be told for eons 
of future generations. I send you blessings of love and light. I thank you for joining me today. And may the truth set us all free. Until next time.